This is Wrestling Nostalgia with Dave Dynasty. Greetings wrestling fans and welcome to Wrestling Nostalgia. I am your host Dave Dynasty. Thank you for a special bonus episode. This is a, it's a bonus drop in between our two regular episodes just for a little bonus content for you. Can I say bonus a few more times? I think I can because I want to stress that this is a bonus. This is extra for you. And what we have today, we are being joined by Warren Evans, the preeminent Simpsons collector. Uh, he has this just this unbelievable Simpsons collection. He has also written a book on collecting. Collecting, excuse me. You can get a link in the show notes uh, to his book to order it off of Amazon. There's also a link in the show notes to follow Warren uh, on Instagram at Bart of Darkness. That is uh, where he documents. His, his Simpsons collection, what he has going on, his book, and everything else. It's a great follow. Uh, he also has a podcast that we discuss in uh, the interview, so go check that out and subscribe. Uh, but we're going to get right to it because, this, like I said, this is just an extra thing. We're not really – we're stripping down some of the normal bells and whistles and getting to it. But you might ask yourself, Dave, whoa, whoa, hey, this is a wrestling podcast. Why are you talking about Simpsons? Well, because the topic of conversation between Warren and I – is pro wrestling in The Simpsons. There is lots of examples of pro wrestling uh, popping up within The Simpsons. And I love The Simpsons. I love pro wrestling. Hey, I thought it'd be, you know, just a fun chat with Warren. And it was. It was truly a, a good time. Uh, so I hope, even if you don't like The Simpsons, even if you could care less, um, I hope that you will listen. Because, again, this was a fun chat. Uh, there is lots of pro wrestling content within the world of The Simpsons and that series and, and all those seasons, 35 seasons of it. Uh, so hopefully you'll be entertained by this. Uh, so just give it a chance and stick around for that. But we'll take a break. And when we come back, we'll have that interview with Warren Evans. So hang in there. If you like horror movies, be sure to check out Dave Dynasty and Ike Isaacs on the Listen to Their Screams Horror Podcast. It is available on all podcast platforms and on social media at Listen to Screams. That is Listen, the number two in Screams. All right, and we're back on Wrestling Nostalgia. This time I'm being joined by a Simpsons fan, collector, which is probably an understatement, author and podcast host, Warren Evans. Warren, how are you? I'm fantastic, man. You were just ready to go with that intro. Wow, you are a true professional. Well, I don't know about that, but I try. <laughs> uh, and people might be saying, hey, who's who's Warren Evans? But most of you may know him as Bart of Darkness on, on yeah. the social medias. And uh, like I said, author, I got, a copy, I got your book right here. Wow, and, uh, look at that. Yeah, and um, and like I said, collector's an understatement, man. I mean, you can see it in the background right there on your shot. Dude, you're the guy. Hey, I'm I'm trying to be, man. I appreciate that. You know, it's you never know what you're getting into uh, when you start collecting anything. I always tell people because, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, but people are like, oh, you know, how does this happen? Uh, the answer is I don't know. Uh, it kind of <laughs> just snowballs into it, but that's like yeah. the – the short version but it, it definitely it'll get you yeah well yeah and people might be wondering well okay dave you got a, a wrestling podcast why you got a simpsons guy on here well that's because man there's plenty of crossover between simpsons and professional wrestling there is and and uh and warren i, I listen to your show your, your podcast uh simpsons is greater than it's a great show thank you and um you do you you've mentioned hey you're you were a pro wrestling fan i was and, uh, oh yeah, my god yeah so let's before we get into the, the the crossover the relation when did you first discover pro wrestling and tell me about your fandom so you know i'll be honest uh right up top you know i haven't watched it in a very long time but when i was a kid i mean it controlled uh 
my life in a lot of ways. Like, obviously, you know, I was into lots of things, including the Simpsons, but I took few things as seriously as wrestling. I mean, I was that kid uh, that was, you know, getting into arguments at school about whether or mm. not it was real. Yep, uh, I was definitely that kid. <laughs> and I, you know, I read the comics. I read the WCW comics as a kid. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that all of this stuff was, you know, validated what, what it was. So I, you know, I would say it ebbed and flowed because I loved Sting. I loved, you know, uh, all these sort of good guy characters. And then, you know, I fell victim to the whole NWO uh, mm-hmm. powerhouse that we saw mm-hmm. in the in the 90s. The and bad I was guys all cool. in on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It made bad guys <laughs> so cool. And nothing was cooler than when Sting, you know, went to one and then he left and went to the Wolf Pack and then he came back. And I just thought all of that was like, you know, you don't realize it when you're a kid, but it's it sort of scratches that, you know, soap opera itch for Absolutely. a young mind. And I loved the drama. I mean, I would go to school just, can you believe Sting just turned his back on Wolfpack? You know, like I'm talking, <laughs> like it just making such a big deal out of this stuff. And it was, it was a huge deal to me. I went to see uh, WCW Nitro when I was probably, you know, nine, 10 years old. And I was in the stands when Diamond Dallas Page was like on the mic, you know, from the stands, you know, yelling on the mic. And I was up there like, you know, slapping him on the arm and cheering and yelling. And, you know, this stuff is all burned into my brain. So I was a huge wrestling fan. I say that. I say all that to say I loved it. Yeah. And obviously you're known for the Simpsons. Do you feel that through the 90s and 2000s, there was a big crossover? Because I do in the fandom. I feel like it's 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 the same audience for through the 90s and 2000s. It definitely seems like, you know, a lot of kids like me loved the simpsons and we loved you know ren and stimpy we loved south park we loved all of these sort of things and some of the only quote-unquote reality television that we had and most of us loved was wrestling i mean we you know like i said we took that very seriously and i, I didn't want to hear anyone say that it was fake i'd be like yep. oh yeah well rick blair broke his neck you know how could you say <laughs> that like i just thought that this was all so yeah uh, so intense. i think there was tons of crossover i, I know most of my friends who loved The Simpsons also loved wrestling. So that's very true. Yeah, I agree. And uh, so, like you said, you're, I think you're primarily known as a collector, obviously. Yeah. That's, that's, that's your bread and butter. You, 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 the Instagram, you got a huge following. You, I've, I've heard on your show, you, you kind of started the Instagram to kind of document your collection as you were getting back into collecting, right? You, you yeah. re, refound The Simpsons collecting. Yeah. How did it become, how did it get to where you are now? Because, your collection's unreal now. So how did it get from point A to point Z? I honestly, you know, I, this is so sincere when I say this, and that is I don't really know. Now, you know, when this all started, um, it, it here's here's like the, the most uh, reasonable explanation. I spent a lot of time in, in bands, and I was, you know, sort of traveling and, doing things around, you know, playing shows all over the country. And I don't want anyone to think that I was some sort of rock star. We were playing small clubs. I was never <laughs> in anything super, super big, yeah. uh, most small venues, you know, uh, but I traveled a lot and I didn't have, you know, tons of extra cash to, to buy, you know, toys or, or all, you know, anything at the time I was, I was spending it on food or records or stuff music related. Yeah. Um, but I grew up a huge fan of the Simpsons and I also grew up a bit of a collector I always collected basketball cards, you know, like I said, comic books, all these sort of things. So once I settled down and sort of 
you know, wasn't traveling as much, sort of had a little more time, a little more money. Um, the thought of, of building a collection really appealed to me, sort of getting back into this, you know, part of collecting is research, right? Part of collecting mm -hmm. is learning about all this stuff. And, it, and it's always appealed to me. It's always been sort of the way my brain works. So yeah. uh, when I settled down and I started, you know, you know, maybe I'll get back into the, you know, maybe I'll start buying Simpsons stuff. The Simpsons is one of my favorite shows. I was going through this sort of um, renaissance with the show at the time. I was really falling back in love with the show. Like even some of the, you know, current seasons around that time, this is a little over 10 years ago. And, um, you know, I was, Simpsons was on the brain. So I was like, you know, maybe I'll start buying some Simpsons stuff. So I'd go to a, you know, a flea market or something. I would grab like a Bart doll and be like, oh, this will look cool on the shelf next to my DVDs. And then I would find some Burger King toys and, oh, I can lean these up against the DVDs as well. And before you know it, the shelf is like a wall. Mm -hmm. And then before you know it, you've, you're, you know, you ran out of room on the wall. So you're kind of putting stuff in bins <laughs> under the bed and you're kind of putting stuff in the closet. And so, you know, the way my brain works, it just things sort of snowball when I get really interested in them. And before long, I not only wanted to find this stuff and, and collect it, but I wanted to learn all about it. I wanted to know, you know, what year did this come out and how long did this line exist and what else did they make? And, um, you know, over the course of a few years, we had to get a bigger place because I no longer had room in this apartment. Um, and then, you know, then we had to get an even bigger place. And, <laughs> and it, it just, you know, these things like really uh, kind of take a hold of you, especially when they're attached to, you know, like something like the Instagram. And once I had a reason, it kind of gave me an excuse uh, to continue finding this stuff and buying it. So um, I guess the way it got from A to Z is, uh, you know, I can't stop myself. And yeah. I just had to keep going until I got to to this level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I can relate because I'm I'm one of those guys that when I have an interest, I want to know everything I can. And I want to I and I don't just want to know what's out there. I want to know the, the behind. Right. How did how did Absolutely. this come out? How did the, how was this made? How did this happen? Why did this happen? I want to know the bells and the whistles and the and the how the how the sausage is made. Yes. So to speak. And Absolutely. that's that's the fascinating part to me. Is, 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 you know, talking to and hearing the stories behind the scenes and some of that. And you definitely, I mean, you do that, right? You 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 have, you know, prototype stuff. You have uh, limited stuff. You have international stuff that's just not, wasn't available in America. And it's fascinating because everybody knows how marketed and merchandise yeah. The Simpsons oh, was. Right. But they don't even, they don't even grasp. <laughs> it's a it's, it's hundred times worse. It, so this stuff, it really, truly did. You know, so many people that follow me and, and listen to podcasts or, you know, even know about Simpsons merchandise, they, you know, they remember a lot of it from their childhood. They remember the Burger King toys. They remember, you know, the Mattel toys. Most people especially remember the World of Springfield stuff mm -hmm. because Playmates was such a huge thing. And a lot of those same people grew up with Ninja Turtles. And there was it was a natural crossover yeah. uh, when they started making Simpsons stuff. So people remember all of this. And, and I think most people would say, that they are like, oh, you know, I know, I understand how much Simpsons stuff that there was. But what you realize when you get into this hobby is most people, including myself, really had no idea. So not only was America, you know, cranking it out, but so was Europe, Japan, you know, anywhere that you can imagine um, had Simpsons stuff. And in most cases, very unique Simpsons stuff to that country uh, that so many of us, you know, would never know about if it weren't for 
other collectors that did, you know, tell the world about this stuff. You know, if it wasn't, you know, as much as I talk about my own book, one of the people I always give credit to, and I find any excuse to give credit to them is Robert W. Getz, mm-hmm. who did these two books in the late nineties. Um, and, and without those books and without people actually doing, taking the time to track this stuff down, I don't think people like myself or anyone would know uh, nearly enough about this sort of thing. I mean, you start looking at all the stuff they had in France, all the ceramics, all the cookie jars, all the coin banks, like all of these things uh, were just so unique. And I feel like as as crazy and far reaching as other fandoms, you know, Star Wars, all these things went, the Simpsons really did it unlike anyone. I mean, it's it's honestly hard to grasp just the yeah. volume and the types of things that they were making. I mean, not practical stuff, toys, everything, you know, it's just, it goes across the board. Yeah. Which we'll talk about your book a little bit, but that's one reason to get the book because you, you touch on a lot of that <laughs> and some of the more obscure, but let's, let's get to the meat of the matter. Let's discuss some of the pro wrestling references in the yeah. Simpsons, right? Cause there's, there's quite a few and let's, let's begin with probably the most obvious. And that is the Simpsons wrestling video game that oh, was yeah. released for PlayStation in 2001. Uh, I, I think I've heard you and it, it is kind of widely kind of panned. It's not a very good game, <laughs> but it is kind of the franchise attempting to do a, a crossover, something different. And while the con, I mean, the concept's great, right? You would yeah. think it should work. It, I mean, the game's not, but again, it, it's, it's playing to that. What we thought there's a lot of, probably a lot of crossover between the base there. Where, where do you feel though? The game fell short in the delivery. You know, I mean, my hat is off to them for even trying because what is interesting about the Simpsons in the video game space is they really, you know, much like the show would, would parody all of these things. The show always, you know, poked fun at these tropes that always sort of, you know, would use these familiar ideas and sort of make fun of them. They did the same thing with the games. I mean, you know, most of their, um, especially once they got to like PlayStation era games, their whole thing was sort of taking a popular thing and putting a spin on it. So they did this with other things as well, but, the wrestling game to me really falls short. Uh, I mean, especially in the graphics, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I mean, this is PlayStation. There, you know, there's only so much they can do and, and damn, they tried, you know, yeah. but I think the appeal of a game like the Simpsons or a property like the Simpsons in a fighting wrestling type space, you would have to be, it would have to feel a little more, real and i know that sounds hilarious but what i mean by that is you basically have the characters looking exactly like the characters like ned is dressed like ned i think it would have made so much sense in retrospect to actually make it seem like they were wrestlers like put Mm -hmm. them all in like wrestling attire Mm -hmm. you know make it seem like this is you know a harebrained scheme of homers to make everyone (laughs) uh, start a wrestling federation or there's like another avenue to make this a little more believable so it honestly feels like you're playing like a poorly skinned wrestling game. Like you're, yeah. it's like, it's like your friend bought a wrestling game and found a way to like hack the skins to make everyone look like Simpsons. It just feels very, uh, it's clunky. Yeah. Um, but I do think that the fact that it exists is honestly, I'm glad it does. I mean, I'm glad yeah. all those bad games exist. It's just kind of perfect that they're bad, <laughs> but yeah, uh, it, it just falls short in a lot of ways. Yeah. And uh, that let's move on. There's there's lots of wrestling mentions, appearances, and stuff in the in the in the show. Obviously, one of the most uh, recognizable is in Old Man and Lisa, yeah, and uh, which is in season eight, ninety seven. Uh, Mister Burns loses his fortune, 
And uh, Lisa's trying to help him get it back. It, it's a, I think it's a great episode. I love the episode. It's awesome episode. Yeah, great episode. And uh, I know you're a big Lisa fan, right? Oh, so, my uh, God. yeah, biggest. So, uh, <laughs> but but part of it is he's selling his house when he loses his fortune. And there's a scene where Bret Hart is seen looking at the home. It, it is hilarious to me because Bret Hart, even to recent time, often puts out there, "Hey, Ric Flair, hey Hulk Hogan, you don't have a Simpsons figure." I got a sense of figure. <laughs> he, he holds this, you know, he's always said he, I mean, Brett was a, he's an artist, right? So yeah. he, he loved the Simpsons. Um, He's got that, what, that great line. What is that? That, uh, Ooh, this place has got old man stink. Old man stink. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's so great. Um, But it is, it, it it's a very memorable uh, cameo in oh, the show. It's, it's great. And I mean, I, what I will say, especially for those like NECA, figures mm -hmm. is you know some people you know were disappointed in in the fact that so many of those are celebrities right but at, at the very least we got some really I, you know i'm thankful enough for those for the fact that we got james brown and bret hart yeah and that that alone makes it totally worth it to me and the bret hart one is like it's fantastic it's a yeah. wonderful figure so you know i like this whole you know, we get one quick joke from this character and he has a toy. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's just perfect. And also, I I don't think there's anyone better that it could have been. He's also, mm. he looks perfect as a Simpsons character. They get the yep. outfit, right? Yeah. Uh, they really nailed it. They really did a great job. And, they, you know, he gets to say a couple lines. It's yeah. fantastic. I mean, there's there's very few bigger than Bret Hart in the 90s and, and at that time. So he fits perfect, right? The bright, you know, that pink, that, he, you know, Bret is recognizable. Tonight. It, it's, it's great. Um <laughs> in the episode Bart the Fink, which is a season seven, 96, there is a mention of Andre the Giant. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Troy McClure says that the viewers may remember him, as which is his, his stick, right? His stick, as saying such celebrity funerals as Andre the Giant, we hardly knew thee. So <laughs> it's <a> hilarious. <laughs> but it's hilarious to, to be hilarious. You you have to understand Troy McClure a little bit. So Tell the listeners a little bit about Troy McClure and that that running gimmick of, a, if you might remember me in the show. Oh, sure. So Troy is, you know, for anyone that's not like a, you know, maybe you're not a huge Simpsons fan. Maybe it's just something you casually know and this character doesn't ring a bell for you. Troy is your quintessential uh, washed up actor in Springfield. Like he's the guy that probably had a couple popular movies and now he's mostly, you know, I think if we brought him into modern day, he would be the guy that's like, you know, in like a Verizon commercial or something. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, wait, that's the guy from the mm -hmm. thing. Like, you know, he he has like this kind of second shot at fandom through almost like meme culture in a way, even though this didn't exist then. So he's sort of like this campy, recognizable, former famous person. And throughout the show, we really see him like, you know, fall lower and lower and lower. We even learned that he is apparently attracted to fish in some way mm. and, and that is never truly cleared up <laughs> yeah, for us. Yeah. <laughs> and uh we don't really understand that. But um yeah he just he just becomes, you know, he, he's he's like a he's a he's a, a shadow of his former self. He's just not, you know, he he's he's just struggling to make a buck. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you know, part of the genius is right, he's voiced for Phil Hartman. Oh my which, god. I mean seals the deal, right? It doesn't matter what you put. Uh, that that he Phil Hartman was gonna make it great. They literally called him the glue on SNL. He could mm. just make anything funny. He was just yeah. the best. Yeah. Um. And and so you know it's sad because losing Phil meant we also lost him and Lionel Hutz. Yeah. And I got to think that we would have gotten only gotten deeper into those characters as the yeah. show went on. So he yeah. did tons for the show. Absolutely. 
then another episode called Smoke on the Daughter from episode, uh, excuse me, season 19 in 2008, where Homer makes Bart perform as the masked luchador El Guapo and is asking <laughs> him to preen harder. Uh, is this, as far as I know, is this is this Bart's only alter pro wrestling ego? Yes, uh, there is a there is a time where Bart uh, has a the only thing similar is there's a time where he has like a a robot and like a like a you know when they used to have the fighting robots on like Comedy yeah. Central I'm blanking uh -huh. on the name of that show Battle Bots or whatever yeah, something like that uh, he does a thing like that but he never this is the only time we really see him wrestle uh, so there's like other like fight ish things like the robots but yeah this is his only wrestling alter ego that I can think of yeah thirty five seasons. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, Bart's had, Bart's had uh, several alter egos, right? And I know oh, you're yeah. you're you're a big Bartman fan. Um, so we'll 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 taking Bartman aside. Uh, where do you think El Guapo stands on the list of Bart alter egos, and has it been underutilized in the show? I would say yes, because they also, I mean, believe it or not, they did make uh, like plushes of him. Oh yeah, but that's the only merchandise that I can think of of that character it is like a plush from Universal or something. But I think he, I think like most of Bart's alter egos, he's underutilized. I mean, Bartman is uh, so underutilized, he barely exists. I mean, yeah. he's all over the comics. But, you know, I do want to say that now that now that you say that, and I don't want to be incorrect, this is something I talk about a lot. It's podcast brain where sometimes mm -hmm. you, you just, you get foggy once you're on the microphone. But yep. I want to say there's a comic book also where Homer and Bart are wrestlers. And I don't believe they're the same characters. I'll have to find that number uh, and get that to you. Cause I know you're going to need that in the collection. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think they toy with that idea a little bit more in the comics, but in the show, that's all we really see. And I, I think they just, they never, I think the show now realizes that they can bring that stuff back a little mm -hmm. more regularly. And back then they just didn't look at it that way. Like these things were often one-time gags that even the, the people in the, in the world forget about. So I wish we would have seen a little bit more of that. Just like Pie Man, just like all of these guys. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. could have done so much more, you know? Yeah. So probably the most pro wrestling heavy episode is oh, Gorge absolutely. Gorgeous Grandpa from season oh, yeah. 24 and 2013. So in this episode, Abe Simpson, Grandpa, remembers his past as Springfield's Hill wrestler, Glamorous Godfrey, which is kind of a, a play on Gorgeous <laughs> George. And uh, and it's, it's full of talk of wrestlers, all these wrestlers from Simpson, uh, the Springfield's past and present, and, and Bart becomes enamored with Grandpa because of this. I think, man, this is such a fun episode. I mean, uh, being a huge wrestling fan, huge Simpson fan, man, I think this is great. I, I love Grandpa. Oh, so when yeah. I think when they can, put, and I think this is a perfect scenario to put Grandpa in. I think this, man, I think this is a very underappreciated episode. You know, this is something, and and I'm glad to hear someone else say. I mean, anyone that listens to my show knows that this is kind of, you know, I, I've sort of built this this part of me into like everything i do now but you know don't 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 believe the the stuff you see online about how the show is bad beyond a certain oh. point i mean you will literally find so many gems mm -hmm. in these later seasons and, and maybe they're a little less frequent like maybe not every episode becomes like your favorite episode maybe you don't think about every episode for a week after you watch it but like you will find these episodes you know um that sort of reminds me, if I can just go off on a tangent, there was a, I, I was talking to someone recently uh, from the show and they, they were talking about how they had some of the musical scores from some of these later seasons. Uh, I was actually Russell Emanuel. I was talking to shout out to Russell. Mm -hmm. um, and he wanted to just send me a couple of these scores, which I thought was so friendly. I was like, Oh man, that's amazing. Thank you. I'd be so happy to have those. And 
he's like, could you, you know, give me a few episodes that you like from these last few seasons? And I was like, oh, absolutely. Give me, you know, give me a sec. I'll make you a list. And, you know, I was going through the last, you know, from season 29 to current. And I was like, oh, I love that one. Oh, my God, that one's great. Oh, I love, I'm doing my, before I knew it, my list was like so long. So, you know, while you may not believe me and I'm, I'm willing to not be believed because I just know it's going to happen. This is like a controversial thing to say. The show still makes great episodes, even current day. So when you hear my man Dave here talk about a, an episode from season 23 and how much he loves it, you can believe that. There are yeah. great episodes in there. So um, I, I truly on. believe people that not current Simpsons, they're not watching current Simpsons. They're not. I think they've stopped watching because I'm telling you, especially the last couple seasons, I mean, I oh think they're, I think they're right back in that groove. They are making such good episodes right now. I mean, even I, it's honestly crazy, but every year, you know, when the premiere happens uh, for the last couple of years, I've posted a thing that's like, Hey, you know, you can feel how you want to feel, but I'm just thankful that, I, you know, at my age, I'm still able to, to watch the premiere of a new season. Yeah. Of the Simpsons, a show I've been watching my whole life. Like, that's so crazy that I can still be like, oh, my God, here's a new season of the show. And, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, that is really cool, man. Like, I don't really watch, but that's awesome. And yada, yada, yada. And then, of course, you have the people that are like, should have canceled it after season eight. You know, you yeah. just get these people. Yeah. Um, but don't believe that, everybody. I, You know, I trust that Dave's audience is much smarter than that. I don't, I don't I feel like so. any of you I hope guys so. think like that. <laughs> yeah. At least make an informed decision. And if you're going to say you yeah. don't like it, at least make sure you've watched it. And um, like you said, man, not you know, not every episode's a, a home run. No. But but I, there's enough there that I oh think, man, God. I think it's still, I, I you know, the show, that's that's the beauty of the show. I think it's always stayed fresh. Yeah, totally. And, and they have to, you know, yeah. you can't expect, you know, season 33 to be strictly for someone your age. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. it's, you know, they have, they, they still have some of those classic writers, but they have newer writers and they, and they also, they have to appeal to like, you know, today's humor, which is kind of in a good place. Like it's not that different. Uh, you know, humor was in a weird place in the early two thousands. And yeah. uh, that's why some of those seasons are a little weird. I feel like humor is in a fairly good place right now and and there it is kind of a good time for this kind of television so it's more for you than you think um and if you watch an episode and you don't like it maybe watch one more before you mm -hmm. go on like a tirade on the internet you know yeah. just, just give it a shot yeah and so many i think so many people talk about the association with disney and they thought oh this is going to ruin i don't because i think it just gave them something else to poke fun of because yeah, totally. i they poke fun at disney so much in recent episodes yeah. and it's it's hilarious and uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I think there's, there's, it's, I think it's this online culture of, Hey, let's be mad at something. I'll and, say it uh, like this. I'll say it like this, Dave. If you love the show, don't make excuses to not love it. Yeah. Like don't, you know, if you really love the show, then, then go in with an open mind and don't, and don't be so, don't compare it to your favorite episode. Don't be so eager to yeah. dislike it. Cause it's a little different. Like, you know, take the humor for what it is. Take, Take the sure. new episodes for what they are. Not don't don't compare them to, you know, part of darkness or <laughs> you know don't compare them to your favorite episode. Maybe just yep. you know, do your yep. thing. it's okay. That's right. It truly is. So there there's also many other fictional wrestlers that are mentioned through the show's run. So let me let me list off a few, and you tell me if any of the names uh, or characters have ever jumped out at you. Okay. And if if you've ever wished that maybe we'd get some merchandise or or more appearances from them, right? Okay. Okay. So here, here's a little list. This is just a sampling. I love there's, it. There's, there's Dr. Hillbilly. 
there's the, the Iron Yuppie, Dr. Bonebreak, <laughs> Rumbelina, El Bombastico, Resp yeah. <laughs> Rasputin, the friendly Russian, <laughs> <laughs> Werner von Braun, <laughs> the English Pound, Captain Flag, and Half Mast. So, do any of those, Jim? I'm, 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 you know what? I have to say, I'm a, I'm a huge flag of the concept of Captain Flag and Half. Oh my God, <laughs> so good! I've also, I've always loved the Iron Yuppie. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I think you know, there's something to be said, and, and and I understand that, like, you know, this was kind of proven through the NECA line that yeah. maybe, you know, maybe obscure characters are not the big seller for certain toy companies, but. I think, and, and it's sad because Super 7 is like kind of taking a break from their mm -hmm. deal with Disney. Yeah. I talked about that in a recent episode. I really hope they figure it out. Yeah. But no, this is the kind of line that needs to happen. We need to just get like an all out, here's all the like obscure wrestling fighter type characters Absolutely. from the show. Uh, you know, unfortunately, the only person that's adjacent to that that we ever really get merch of is, is Channing Tatum. I mean, you know, the boxer character makes a little more sense but yeah. come on guys there, there there would be some fantastic uh figures of these wrestling characters i mean just give me a whole set give me come yeah. a little ring sure come on yeah <laughs> and not to mention hey you know what wwe has crossed over with ghostbusters and masters of the universe and oh, done yeah. all these weird figures let's do let's do a simpsons because wwe characters perfect for simpsonizing totally totally and, i mean come on Let's let's get a, an updated wrestling video game. I mean, sure. This, this is the one thing that I've said so many times. The most wasted IP that the show has, or the most wa wasted things that they've made, are the video games because they could now is the time to to update those and re-release them. People would lose their mind for yeah. an updated hit and like, run, or yeah, hit and run, road rage, absolutely. People People would play all of these games. Simpsons skateboarding. People would play that if they, if they released a slightly updated version of that with like the Unreal software. People would go nuts. Um, so let's get an yep. updated wrestling game. Come on. Yep. It, it's in the name of my show, man. Nostalgia sales. Yeah. And uh, and and it's funny because all of us who watched The Simpsons as kids, we're grown and got money now. We have money now. Yeah. So let's let's give us this stuff, and uh, we're, we're willing to spend. So it's let's. Let's do a hypothetical here. So if Warren Evans, noted author and Simpsons collector, if you jumped into the wild world of professional wrestling, what would your name and gimmick be? <laughs> well, this is hilarious because I can tell you because I had this all planned out when I was a kid. All right, there you uh, go. So, so like I said, in the 90s, I was a huge wrestling fan. I played the video games. I watched it every week religiously. My brother and I would even wrestle each other uh, in our bedroom to the point that we put a hole in his floor once oh, from no. body slamming each other on the bed. <laughs> My mom got very mad. Um, but it should also be noted that this was the nineties and I was a huge Michael Jordan fan, like every other child. And uh, I grew up in a state that didn't have a professional team. I grew up in Mississippi. We had no professional NBA team. So I just by default was like, well, I love the bulls then because they're the best team in the world. So my whole thing was, uh, I wanted to be the bull okay. and uh, I, I had this whole move, which I can't really explain anymore. Uh, it was probably like two or three moves like combined within wrestling, but I had this whole thing. We used to like make up, we used to like, you know, put a tape in the boom box and do like that the you know, the walkout music and everything. We were so into it, man. This is something <laughs> I've never really gotten to talk about. Hmm. Uh, and it's kind of all just coming to me now. We thought this was the coolest thing on earth. So, you know, in fact, no, I can tell you the move. I just remembered it, Dave. This is a, this is an exclusive for your podcast. All it right. was essentially, I would I would pick them up on my shoulders 
and I would sort of do like I would spin them around into essentially like like a um, sort of like a DDT type thing. I think there's a move similar to this now. Yeah. But uh, I just thought it was so cool. And I, I even called it something. I had like a cool name for it, which I cannot remember. Maybe by the end of the episode, it'll come back. But <laughs> I just thought this stuff was so great. So I would be the bull. Um, I don't know necessarily what my gimmick would be. I don't I don't really I don't think I really thought far enough ahead of uh, how I would look if I came out. You yeah. know, but I Why you would be a everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess I don't know. Maybe I would wear like maybe I'd wear like, you know, uh, a, a necklace made out of horns or something. I don't know. But I, I had this whole yeah, well. move and everything. I had it. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm telling you what, there's worse gimmicks of professional wrestling that are out there. So that's <laughs> not the worst I've heard. So, uh, so we mentioned earlier, but you host a, gr- a great Simpsons podcast. I'm a, I'm a devout listener Thank uh, you. called Simpsons is greater than you've done it for a few years now. Yeah. Uh, so what, what made you dive into podcasting? Would you, did you just feel it was an extension of what you were doing on Instagram and, and exploring this fandom? And- so it was, it was really, it was really COVID to be completely honest with you, because, okay. you know, I, I had talked about doing it. I'd sort of, you know, made excuses to not uh, find the time for it. And, you know, when everyone was in their house bored, I was like, well, you know what? Now's the time. People will have time to listen. People will have time to come on. I'll have time to do the research. Uh, and so it, it kind of just felt like a good, you know, time to to force myself into it. But it's interesting because the sh- the podcast has sort of morphed a little bit because mm-hmm. when I first started, it was it was mostly interviews with people from the show or big fans of the show, and that was sort of what I was going for. I wanted every episode to to you know be like interesting conversations. Um, but along the way, I met this guy Brandon Withrow, yep. uh, who made the viral Simpsons TV that I'm sure all of you have seen. Yeah. Uh, this thing literally broke the internet. Like I am yeah. not exaggerating. It's very like, cool. He 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 caused a national shortage on the stuff required to make it. <laughs> like it, you couldn't find the correct color for a while. You couldn't find the Raspberry Pis for the screen. He he literally. I mean, it blew. This thing blew up in, in an insane way. It's one of the most well performing threads on Reddit ever. I think it's like crazy. Um, and I had Brandon on because everyone was posting this TV, but no one, you know, no one was actually saying his name. Brought him on, interviewed him. We really hit it off. We became friends now. Long story short, he's the co-host. Um, but I just wanted this show uh, to be like a celebration of both fans, but also, you know, the experiences of people who worked on the show, but also the hobby of collecting. I kind of wanted it to be everything. And I feel like now it's kind of just become, you know, every week it's going to be something a little different. It might be a deep dive. It might be an interview. It might be discussing, you know, the most searched questions about the people you know the characters on the show so now it kind of just is a lot of things and i don't know if that's a good or a bad thing yeah (laughs) yeah no no i think it's a good representation of of the passion of the fandom right because like you said you know you do talk to people right and uh you you do explore the online world you talk about the collecting you talk you do trivia and and there's lots of different things because because all that whether it's simpsons or whatever it is whatever form of fandom there's lots of different aspects, lots of different yeah. angles. And uh, so why not, yeah, why not explore those, right? Yeah. And it's it's fun and it, it keeps it fresh and entertaining. Uh, and I think the best thing, like you said with you and Brendan, it's, it, it feels conversational, right? It's not, it doesn't feel, you know, scripted or you know, whatever. Right, it's, right, it's, right. It's, it's, it's like two friends sitting down and talking about something they love. You never know what you're going to get. And well, <laughs> that's a good thing, right? Um, and on top of that, right, on top of the collecting and the Instagram, which you have a huge following on. On top of the, the the podcast, which is great, 
like I said, you, you have the incredible book now, right? Yeah. Which is Collecting the Simpsons, the merchandise and legacy of our favorite nuclear family. And um, obviously, I've heard you talk. This was this was a long dream of yours. Yeah. And, and, and the one thing I love about it, and you mentioned, it it really harkens back to those collector's guides that, that used to used to be everywhere. You could find a collector's guide for everything. And oh, I yeah. loved them. I have a ton of them. I, I have the Simpsons one that you mentioned. Oh, yeah. And um, but I have them for so many things, uh, just to, even stuff I'm just peripherally interested in, because I love thumbing through them and just seeing obscure merchandise that I never knew existed. And, and you certainly have that. But it's the, the cool thing is, man, it's just visually incredible. And it, it, there's just so much to it. Just in a nutshell, that what how did it come about? Right. How did it transition from, hey, I'm I have this collection. I'm documented on Instagram. I'm doing this thing. Let's do a book now. It's kind of wild. And, you know, I, I guess I don't really think about how much this is connected um, until we have conversations like this. But it honestly, the podcast in a lot of ways, uh, you know, not only did it lead to a friendship with Brandon and bringing him on as a co-host, but it also it opened me up to some conversations with some people that sort of more directly led to this sort of project. So a book is something that I wanted to do for a long time. But over the course of the podcast, I've had so many different people on. And one of those people was Lydia from The Simpsons Theory, who co-authored the book with me along with her husband, James. And um, while talking to them about their first book, we all sort of had this collective idea of like, hey, you know, what if we did a book together? And, and they contacted me after the episode and was like, hey, we had this idea, but we would love, you know, we would only really do it if you were interested in working on it with us. And immediately I was like yes because the idea was to do a book that was not only about like the collect you know collectibles but also just kind of about the broader fandom and all the different avenues you know the the comics the the physical home media all of this stuff right. and um you know I, I I was being someone who wanted to do this and how this was sort of a dream of mine like you said um you know, I I said yes immediately and I was like well let's you know what do we do what, what's the first step what do we what do we do um, so they got me in touch with the publisher they had already worked with. We kind of worked all the, you know, the, the, the unfun stuff out, the contracts and all of this sort of thing. And then we just, you know, kind of put together a plan and, um, you know, I couldn't include everything that I wanted to in the book. This is like the downfall of, mm -hmm. of a, you know, a project like this. You can't do everything. Mm -hmm. You start with this aspiration of like, I'm going to be the definitive, <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you're never going to need another book. And, you know, as soon as you get about halfway through, you realize how impossible that is. I mean, this right. thing would be the size of, you know, an encyclopedia if I truly got everything in there. But, you know, I, I always emphasize the word first book because who knows what we can do sure. yeah. you know, from, from this, but, you know, they came together the, you know, the short version is we all, they came to me with an idea. We made this project work. I brought in my dear friend, Caroline uh, Walker Evans to take the photo. She did an unbelievable job. Yeah, I would argue that the book would, would be nowhere near as good without her eye and without her talented work as a photographer, because, you know, it's one thing to hear me talk about something from Japan. It's another thing to see this beautiful shot of it and yeah. really get to, you know, I mean, these photos, you feel like you're holding the thing. I mean, the photos mm -hmm. are really beautiful yep. and I'm allowed to say that because I didn't take them. <laughs> uh, sure. but I, I'm, but I'm super proud of, of how it turned out, even if I wish it could have been even bigger. Uh, so we'll just have to save that one for the next book. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the Simpsons, Simpsons are still going strong, right? Oh, yeah. Not Maybe not as, 
I would say not, you know, I'd, I'd love to see a little more merchandising out there in the general public, but it is what it is. Do you, do you ever foresee, because right, the Simpsons are still going strong, still putting out episodes, still very relevant. Professional wrestling is, is a, a just huge industry right now, right? Doing big ratings, big money. I, I, I don't think we've seen the last crossover between the two. I, I, I would have to think that at some point pro wrestling will, will be revisited in Springfield. What do you, what say you? I really hope so because I mean, this is, you know, it's arguable that wrestling is as big as ever. Um, and I feel like th there, there would be silly not to like further capitalize on this. I mean, we're seeing, you know, I never thought we would see, like I said, I don't watch a lot of current wrestling, but I've yeah. never, I never thought we would see someone like, as big as the rock come back into the show and, yep. you know, and, and be so involved again, all these, all these, I mean, sting is still involved. I mean, all sure. of these people that you just don't imagine. So I think it would be insane not to to further capitalize on the popular. I mean, they're two of the longest running things ever. I mean, yep. wrestling is like its own, you know, huge mountain of, of lore. So uh, you got to bring it back. You got to do something else with it. Well, I, I hope so. And like I said, I think maybe like you mentioned, maybe the best avenue is let's revamp that game. Let's improve that game. Let's uh, let's do let's maybe let's do it right because it's it's a little. I'm not saying the development, but the uh, release is a little easy because you don't have to have a physical, a physical release anymore, right? Everything's downloadable. Oh yeah. Um, so it's it's it's. I mean, personally, I think let's, let's do hit and run first, but uh, and oh let's get God. that there. Give, give me hit and run. I you can't. Know, uh, Disney's allergic to money if they don't do that. I, I don't understand. I don't understand why. People are crying for this game. People I know want it. this game so bad. And and if they did that, I think they would see the value in all of them. I mean, if they reskinned Simpsons Wrestling tomorrow and threw it on the store for $5.99, $10.99, whatever you want to do, they would make so much money their heads would spend. People would buy. I mean, come on. I I just don't think they realize how much people want this. And I don't know if they're if it's tangled up in contracts or yeah. Who knows what the real holdup is? I'm sure it's a little much for us to understand, but yeah, come on, guys, it is just a gold mine waiting to happen. I mean, look look at look at Tapped Out. Tapped Out is one of the most money producing mm -hmm. things the show has ever done. If that doesn't make your head hurt, then nothing will. Yep. <laughs> well, that, that yo, let's hope, right? I mean, again, the show's still going strong. How how much longer can Simpsons go? I know everybody always thinks that, right? Is there ever going to? But Obviously, the voice actors are are they're aging, right? What happens when they can no longer, no longer do that? Do they do they replace? I do... think you have to hang it up the moment. Yeah, the moment an original cast member uh, taps out and can no longer, or no, maybe they maybe they could, but they don't want to anymore. You gotta just fade it out. And and here's the thing, I know we're living in the time of of AI, and mm -hmm. people are convinced that you can you know make anything work or whatever. Uh, the Simpsons is like one of those things that it's too sacred. And, uh, you know, I'm sure Disney would be tempted to, you know, to recast or to find another way to keep the show going. But I, th I think that that is truly sacrilege to do that. And I think if anything, let the show fade out in the original run. Maybe a few years later, you bring back another version of the show or you bring you take you do a new take on the show. You you play with the animation style. You play with the era. You maybe you do a show where they're older. Then you can toy around with the voices if you really want. But yeah, you cannot have the the original run of the show uh, with new people. You just can't. It has to, there has to be a separation, 
And uh, the moment Dan or Julie or Yardley or Nancy or any Hank, Harry, any of them can't do it, you gotta, you gotta be done. I agree. Uh, I, and that's, that's my, that's my two cents. I agree. And I think, but I think, Hey, the world's wide open. Let's do some spinoffs, right? We can do spinoffs, right? Let's do some lesser characters. You can, you can still keep that, that universe, that property out there in different ways. Right. I mean, it's right. There's, there's a right way to do it. And I don't know who knows. I mean, yeah, give, still, it, give, give, give it a year off or something. Give it a couple of years off. Do revamp like some other version. Cause you own the property. I think that's totally acceptable. I think people like me, they, they just want a clean break. And and that's yeah. not just, that's not just the OCD and me talking. Like Absolutely. truly, it just would feel weird any other way. Like you can't have 35 seasons with Dan Castellaneta. And then all of a sudden the last like three years of the show, because to me, it's negligent to go beyond those people. Uh, they are the show more than more than anything. So you got I mean, without Dan, without mm. Dan as Homer, uh, I mean, you could say the same for Yardley, Nancy, Julie, all of them. But yep. you think about someone like Dan Casanetta, he is so important to the timing and the humor and the the feeling of Homer. You could never replace him. And even if you could, it would just feel wrong. Yeah. I mean, just get that out of here. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever have you ever thought it through to say they get to that point and they know everybody at the cast is OK, it's time. Let's just let's just call it. They're they're going to get a, you know a clean in right. They know when it's coming. Have you ever thought how do we wrap this show? Well, this is this is honestly the truth, and I wish that I could come up with a better ending. But what's funny about what I'm about to say is I cannot find it on the internet anymore. But I know one thousand percent that this was said, and it was in an interview with Al Jean, and I think it's the perfect ending. And I will say this till the end of time. Uh, he he said in an interview once that the show ended in his mind. The ultimate end is for the last episode to end with them going, getting in the car to go to the Christmas pageant, which would make mm-hmm. the whole show one perfect circle. Yeah. It would end where it started and it would kind of make the show like bigger than time, bigger than, you know, it, like none of that other stuff would matter. Like how old they are, the technology, all of that would kind of go away it would make this show like a perfect circle and make it a vacuum. And I just think that is so special. And I really mm-hmm. hope that they've scrubbed it from the internet because they plan on doing it or something. Like I hope yeah. they were like, Al, that's too good, man. We gotta, you gotta, you can't keep saying that we gotta actually use that. So, you know, if, if that ends up being the ending, everybody just know that I'm not crazy. Al really said that. And I heard him <laughs> say, it. Yeah. so let's hope we get it. I mean, yeah, that's, that's poetic. That would be, yeah. I think it'd be great. Uh, well, Warren, uh, thank you for your time. Uh, oh, thank man. you for discussing. I, you know, we got sidetracked and everything. That's okay. That's cool. I, I, I love The Simpsons. Man. I love pro wrestling. I, I could talk forever about the two. Uh, again, I, I highly advise that everybody go out and get your book, uh, Collecting The Simpsons, uh, the merchandise and legacy of our favorite nuclear family. It's available pretty much everywhere, right? Bookstores, online yeah. vendors, Amazon, book, Barnes & Noble. Yeah, uh, I know and, you're and if you if you go to a bookstore and they don't have it, I guarantee you they can order it. So, yeah, uh, I mean, anywhere you I mean, I think you go to Target, they can order you a copy. So it's it's out there. Uh, you could I have a hard time believing you can't find it. But if for some reason you cannot, let's say you you try your hardest and you're like, Warren, I can't find the book anywhere. Uh, DM me and I will send you all the I'll send you all the appropriate. links. There you go. And then and go on. Subscribe to the podcast. Simpsons is greater than on all the platforms. Whatever your favorite is, it's there. Uh, give it a subscribe uh your instagram right bard of darkness is that is that the primary social media tool that you're still using best way to follow yes. you 
yeah best way yep. to follow me uh yeah. you know we might we might toy with some new stuff this year but for for the foreseeable future that is that is where i live yeah you're constantly active on there you you go live on there right you're posting I reels do. you're posting pictures you're doing you're constantly on there and uh so check it out warren i uh, we've like i said we've dm several times you're very receptive to the people reaching out to you wanting to chat um yeah man that's the best thing i love man i love people that are passionate and uh that are at this certain level, right? I mean, whether I know you're humble, but you're at this certain level within Simpsons collectability, but you're still, you love talking to other people that enjoy this property. I do, man. And and Dave, seriously, man, I appreciate that. I appreciate you saying that. You know, I know sometimes I can be a little difficult. I actually accidentally, you know, like kept giving Dave the runaround. No, that's on okay. Podcast, and that's I'm okay. so glad that I did because this has been a blast. Yeah. I mean, um, I remember way back I messaged you about how, loving your show. And you you recommended other shows that I would like. I remember you you doing that for me. And and they're great shows. And you're like, hey man, if you like this, check these out. These are good good shows too. And that that's great. Cause I I don't I, I hate gatekeeping, right? I I, I like right. people that if you're passionate about it, man. Show the love. If you love it, share it with everyone else. I Absolutely. mean, why, you know, the moment you take something you love and you try to keep it in a box, I mean, you're just killing it. Absolutely. You know, share it, share it with the world. Talk to people about the stuff you love. It's fun. You'll have Absolutely. you'll have a better time. You'll be happier. Absolutely. Well, like I said, Warren's out there everywhere. Get the book. Subscribe to the podcast. Follow him on Instagram. You will not be disappointed. Warren, thank you for your time. It's been a blast. I know lots of people may say, "Why is a Simpsons again?" Like I said, a Simpsons guy on a wrestling podcast. But man, it's because I mean, we just touched a little bit of, of what the, the pro wrestling involvement in the Simpsons here. We found all kinds of reasons. In my Absolutely. Life. So, Warren, <laughs> thank you for your time. And uh, I I certainly appreciate it. And everybody go check Warren out and all those avenues. Thanks, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling Fans International Association is back. That's right, the premier fan club association of the 1970s and 1980s has been revived and is back in business. Join today. It's free at thewfia.org. That's T-H-E-W-F-I-A.org. You can also join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash WFIA 1969. Okay, and thank you to Warren for coming on, chatting with me about The Simpsons and Pro Wrestling. Uh, like I said, that was a lot of fun. Uh, something that I've, I've kind of had in mind for a while that I thought would be a really fun conversation. And, uh, you know, not to toot my own horn, but toot toot, I believe I was right. Uh, it, I think it was a blast. I think I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, and I hope it gave you uh, maybe a little more appreciation for The Simpsons and the connection to pro wrestling, right? There's a, there's a lot there, as we discussed. Uh, but again, if this did pique your interest, if you have uh, would like to further explore this and, and further follow uh, Warren in the in the world of Simpsons and Simpsons Simpsons collecting excuse me make sure you go into the show notes order a copy of Warren's book on Amazon make sure you click the other link follow Warren on Instagram and then go look up his podcast and give him a follow as well as well I recommend that you do all those things you will not be disappointed would Dave leave Jerome no absolutely not so go do those things once again thank you to Warren for coming on thank you for listening and sharing we'll be back again next week with our regularly scheduled episode with lots of wrestling nostalgia goodness. So until then, wherever you go and whatever you do, be good, be safe, and keep on growing.